You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I'm Scout. And I'm Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Ready, ready sisters? sisters? Welcome back to OK Sis Happy Hour Edition. That extra little content that you get in your fucking podcast app each week. You are welcome. This is Maddie. And I am Scout. And we are the sisters behind OK Sis Podcast. And for today's happy hour, we have the lovely Deanna Esper, who is one of our good friends. We've done so many pod swaps. And she's in freaking Switzerland right now. So we are so excited to catch up with you, Deanna. Thank you. I wouldn't go as far as call me lovely, but I'm lovely <laughs> to you guys. So I guess that counts. Oh my God. You're so lovely. Okay. Tell us that you've been watching Maddie's TikTok, but you haven't mentioned my TikTok, but that's okay. But talk about Maddie. <laughs> so here's the thing. I've been watching both of your TikToks. So here's the difference between you and Maddie. You really took it seriously and you did a great job. You were like, I'm going to nail that shit. And Maddie was like, I... I don't give a shit what I look like. I just need to put in as many dances as I can because I need to become a celebrity TikToker. That is my exact strategy. How did you- I feel like I feel like Scout went over quali- quality of quantity and you just went for quantity. Also quality. Also quality though. Not quality, Maddie, but I'm joking. It was it was quality content. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting really into like I do more of these spicy dances, and then Maddie does the like hardcore like pop in it, like whatever the fuck you call it. Yeah, I feel like you've embraced your sexiness more, and Maddie's like, I want to be as hood as I can because that's where I can be. Yeah, so I like to just you know insert a little of. A flare. We do need Scout's presence though on our TikTok, and I'm glad we have a joint TikTok because um, I am convinced that the TikTok algorithm um, likes 
affects people with um, uh, bare midriffs and people that wear crop tops and are hot looking. So Scout provides that to our service. <laughs> You're hot. You just refuse to wear the crop tops. That's true. I'm whoring myself out for the TikTok basically is exactly. what she's saying. I have exactly. been bitching about TikTok people and TikTok dancers for the last couple of weeks. And then I myself indulged in a couple of TikTok dancers because I I don't know why or how, but I don't see it as fun. I just felt competitive. And I was like, well, if these bitches can do these dances, so can I. And I got really competitive with it. And then I was like, I need to start doing these dances. And then I, I did two and I proved myself I could do it. And then I was like, that's cool. I can go back to doing my tips now. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's re- it's highly addictive. And you see a dancer like, I'll, ch- I'll challenge accepted. I can fucking do that. And uh, the cycle continues. When I record one, I literally send it to like every person I know text message because I'm so proud of myself. I'm like, check out my latest TikTok. Like I don't even make them go to the app. I just text them the video, which is so ridiculous. Yeah, you send it to our grandma. Oh yeah, I sent That's my so I sent my grandma. She thinks I look great. Let me tell you, she was really really impressed with my dances. Anyways, to be honest, it- I was impressed with both of your TikToks. I have to say, I'm I love the dedication. I love the quality. I love the two different angles that you two have going on. I've been a fan. You know, there's not many people I follow on there, but I follow you guys. Oh, we're blessed. We're blessed. We okay, so Deanna, you went home because of the coronavirus to Switzerland. Yeah, um, I did. I got deported. Yeah. Oh, you got deported? No, I I call it that way. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Um, tell us about going home. What's happening in Switzerland? When are you coming back? Every, for those that don't know Deanna, she lives in Los Angeles originally. So tell us the update. Yeah. So what happened is that I do live in Los Angeles and you know, I have a limited, I have a visa that basically expires. So I'm not there indefinitely, you know? And so I have my health insurance still in Switzerland, but I have like an accident insurance in America. Do you know what I mean? So like I go to my general doctor's appointments here and then if I need something in America, they will kind of refund me. No one needs to know this information, but there's, there's a reason why I'm saying it. And the reason is when the coronavirus happened, you know, I had a conversation with my family and they said, you're not going to get priority over someone who has good insurance, um, especially because I won't be able to pay, you know, for things if shit goes south, you know, for me. And also, you know, after everything that happened with the toilet paper and no supplies and I live by myself, my parents were just like, I think it's best for you to come home to be with us because, you're not really safe there. You live alone. You might end up being alone in your apartment for months, which they were right at the time. This was right when things started getting bad. Um, and, you know, I don't have family there. I don't have a boyfriend. I don't have a roommate. And so I came home and I'm kind of glad that I did, although it sucks that I'm stuck here and I can't get back because I do feel safer. I feel like it was the right move. I'm with my family. I see them. You know, I get to be with my sister, my nephews and nieces. Um, I would have not been able to do any of that in LA, but then that kind of sucks because obviously my work situation is not great at the moment. 
but you know I, it, it sucks for everyone so there's no reason in me complaining you know I'm with my family and I'm safe yeah I mean there's there's trade-offs right like it's you know there's situations some people's situations are obviously harder than others but it's like you get to be their, you're their family but then you know the career is probably put on hold so it's it's just it's throwing everyone's world upside down it really is. And the part is, I don't know when I'm going to be able to come back. And, you know, I still have my apartment there. My visa is going to expire. Not now, but like soonish, you know, mm. like next year. And I kind of, you know, I, I feel very helpless not being able to be there and sort my shit out. So that's been really tough. But, you know, I brought Luna with me, which for everyone who might be confused, my Luna, not Scout's Luna. I copied Deanna naming my Pomeranian, which she also has a Pomeranian as Luna. Yeah, well, guess what? I was thinking of getting a second one and naming her Lola. So oh my whatever God. at this point. Deanna, if you do that, we are literally paying a professional photographer to take photos of the four of them in like an amazing beach setting or something great, something super I happy. am whoring the shit out of our dogs if this happens. Yes. No shame. But are you going to get a white okay. Pomeranian? Because like mine will be the two black Pomeranians and yours will be the two white Pomeranians. So I saw a couple, so I've been following this, like, I'm not going to say it on the podcast. I don't want to be shamed. Breeder. Okay. Uh, okay. I got mine from a breeder. Don't worry. She has champion bloodlines. Her, her, her dad is a champion. Adam wouldn't let me buy a Pomeranian that didn't have champion bloodlines. So continue. And you know, all my friends are like, adopt, don't shop. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm still like following all these breeders on Instagram. But in my defense, I'm from Switzerland. There's very few stray dogs here. You know, they people treat the animals very well here in the mountains, you know, in nature. And it's not really a part of our culture. And so- <laughs> Yeah, but also, also I was looking into adopting. I'm sorry, you can't adopt a Pomeranian. No one is giving up their Pomeranian. There are no Pomeranians available for adoption. No, and if they lose them, people steal them and sell them for like 10 grand. So I'm yeah. really sorry, you can't adopt a Pomeranian. Mm -hmm. And it's the only breed that I can, you know, travel with and stuff. So anyway, um, yeah, we are whoring the shit out of our dogs if we ever, which by the way, can I give you a little plot twist? I was discussing this with my friend the other day and we came to the conclusion that Hannah Ann on Instagram looks like, like a little puppy that has been hauled by its owner on Instagram. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. 
Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute. I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. 100%. She looks like a doll. She looks like an American girl doll. Like, like sexy, but not, but she looks like a child. Like, I almost feel like a molester watching her Instagram posts. Like, I just, I feel like a creep and like, sorry if that was offensive, but you know. No, it's very like what they did to Britney Spears when Britney Spears was like 16. Yeah. And so... I feel like, you know, we could take a few inspo photos from Hannah Ann if we ever do a dog photo shoot. There you go. Oh, my God. Our Pinterest is going to be photos of (laughs) Hannah Ann for the photographer to check out. Literally. Um, Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about, you mentioned, you know, career things and, and that situation. Like, are you still doing your podcast? Are you doing remote recordings? How have you figured out that landscape? Um, so I'm kind of doing what you guys are doing. I'm doing remote recordings. Um, I did a lot of my recordings remote before um, the quarantine, actually, because, you know, I have a very different business model than yours. You guys can, you know, batch record with a bunch of people and then you kind of stay up to date with your listeners with your intros, right? whereas my whole podcast episodes are interviews. So I kind of sometimes, you know, interview people that are in New York, that are in Miami, that that are in London. And it's mostly all the time through Zoom because I have to release an episode every week with 
a brand new guest that is pop culture related. So I have to stay on top of that. So that really hasn't changed too much for me. The only thing that has really changed is, um, you know, I work in digital media and podcast production. And you would think that that is something that I could still be doing remotely, but because of the time difference and a lot of people actually putting their budgets on hold during this time, I've actually, my business has really suffered. So full disclosure. Yeah. I feel like in the pod, cause I work in the podcast space too. I've had some people who like, if podcasting is their main thing, they've had to pull back because the budget is so different right now for them. But then I've had other people who are in digital media and so, or, or like e-commerce or whatever it might be. And podcasting is just like an additional thing that they do that they use for PR purposes. So it's like about finding the right person who's thriving during this time, which sounds weird to say, but a lot of it's, but there's a lot of like people also backing out of. Yeah. I, I've personally really suffered with podcasting during this time. And a lot of people, you know, say to me, but you'd think that people would listen to way more podcasts during quarantine. Shut the fuck up. People listen on their commute. No one is commuting. Okay. You have a brain. Use it. <laughs> no, it's true. <laughs> It's so true. My my podcast consumption has decreased and it's so strange because I I don't really have that large of a commute, but I, I just was always, always listening to podcasts, just like any time I was mobile and walking or whatever it was. So, you know, sitting at my home all day, it's like, if I'm going to take a break, I'm going to either look at TikTok or I'm going to watch a TV show. Like, it's just, it's a hundred percent. Yeah. You don't want to be sitting down, like staring at the ceiling, listening to a podcast. Yes. I'd rather listen and watch something at the same time. Exactly. It is a really, it is an interesting time for podcasting because some, some podcasts I have are non-negotiable. I, I will listen to them even if I'm looking what at all the day. So the morning toast, I listen to every morning. It's like part of my, my routine. Um, and then I love Conan's podcast. He is just, and Deanna's podcast. uh. Don't lie, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no podcasters listen to their peer podcast. Like we're too busy creating. Like let's not fucking lie. Yeah. But Um, I listen listen to your Jared Freed one because we're huge Jared fans. Oh my God. It was so good. Oh my gosh. So I was going to tell, I was going to ask, 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 I'm so American. Ask out what podcast you still listen to during this quarantine. And then I was going to how the only one I'm listening to is Jared Freed, but carry on. I am listening to The Skinny Confidential and Ed Milet. Yeah, really good ones too. Yeah, I um, listen to them I now just, when I shower and when I like wash my face and get dressed. Yeah, that I, I really like Skinny Confidential. She's so lovely. Um, but yeah, I I the only one I've been listening to is Jared Freed because I'm single in quarantine and the only person who is making me laugh about this whole situation is Jared Fried. I feel like he answers all these fucked up questions about all these fucked up relationships and stories that are happening during quarantine. And it just makes me feel like my life, does, my life doesn't suck as much. He is we, so we funny. To, yeah, we need a debrief on that. Because when I saw that you interviewed him, I almost shit my pants. I texted you immediately and I was screaming, screaming, screaming. I have been so obsessed with Jared Fried, especially, obviously, his, what does he call them? scream watching the bachelor or something um yeah yeah scream live i don't yeah. know what watch that um they are they make me pee my pants laugh out loud in my room by myself i i am just so enthralled with him he is hilarious i want to know everything about him and his girlfriend like i just i want to talk to her actually we should get her on the pod 100 percent 
for dealing with him. She <laughs> must laugh all day or she's so annoyed of him. I, like, I think she's so him. annoyed. I, she's 100%. Yeah. This guy is like a volcanic eruption every time, every time he opens his mouth. So, like, I bet she's li- – and she's there in a studio apartment with him as he's recording his podcast every day during this quarantine. Oh. I literally – I would invest in the noise-canceling Bose headphones if I was her. Oh. But, but, but yeah. I love him, and I'm obsessed. Like, I think he's so funny. Yeah, he's really he's amazing. So hilarious. Okay, so what – now that we're talking about content that we're consuming, what other content are you consuming during quarantine? Okay, you guys, if you haven't watched Too Hot to Handle, what the fuck are you doing? And why are you even in quarantine? You may as well just go out there and get coronavirus because, you know, I don't don't know. Just watch Too Hot to Handle on Netflix. I watched the first few episodes and I thought it was going to be the dumbest shit, which it kind of is. And it actually turns out to be kind of a growing experience for all these really dumb, you know, tinder sex obsessed and not that that's dumb but you know you'll watch it they're really dumb and i just thought it was an the best reality tv show i've ever seen so you are the third person to mention two out to handle and i i said on my latest the last podcast that i would do that i would watch it and i still have not yet i have yet to watch it I, I mean, I loved Love is Blind. I obviously love The Bachelor. Like, I love these shit TV it's shows. Not, it's so- way better. It's way better. And can I tell you a secret? This is so shameful, but I will put it out there for you guys. I watched it twice. No, no. No, you didn't. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> I watched it twice. That's incredible. Like, I just wanted to, like, see every little tiny detail I had missed because I was just obsessed. Okay, I have to get on this. Like, they made, the good thing about it, what I really, really like about it, without, you know, spoiling, I won't spoil for you guys, is that they've mixed people from the UK, from Australia, from America, from um, Ireland. So, you know, you get... The funny English banter with the American savage, you know, girls. And like, it's just a melting pot of all these different senses of humor put into a show that is about dating and sex. And it's just so fucking funny. You would appreciate. Wait, what's the premise? Like, what's the organization of this show? So basically, they picked a bunch of people that are in their eyes, super hot. I don't find them hot, but they're very like tacky looking. So like girls who look like skeletons with huge boob jobs and like fake eyelashes that basically go all the way up to the sky. And like guys with like all these tattoos and piercings and very Guido-esque, but like, so obviously not my type, but just, you know, look good in their bikinis type of thing. And they're all, you know, serial swipers on Tinder. And hook up with everyone. They all love one night stands. They can't help themselves, but have sex with everyone. And so they're put on this island together thinking they're going to get with one another. And then, you know, the show tells them the rules, which are you're not allowed to have physical contact with anyone. So they all start with $100,000 as a prize. And every time they kiss or do something that is physical, they lose money and the goal of the show is to create a more meaningful connection between one another without having to like have sex and like hook up. 
Oh, that's really – oh, wow. That's not what I thought it was at all. No. it's. I thought it was going to be the dumbest show, huh? Yeah. That's like manipulation. That is like – how did they not tell them until they actually started filming? Like, that's crazy to go through the whole casting process. That you're going to be like in the, like a real-world setting and then be like, psych. <laughs> yeah, they probably told them they were going to be in like a Love is Blind or like a Bachelor or something, like a dating show. And these people are like, I'm going to get with so many people. Like, this is going to be so fucking amazing. And then they get there and they're like, wait a second. Nuh-uh. Yeah, but $100,000 to not touch somebody for two months? Like, we're doing that in quarantine. It's like, one month. Down. Well, it's one, one month. month. Oh, my God. Even yeah, but, if I was yeah, but, a sex yeah, addict, I would do that. Distanced. You're not socially distanced. Well, like, I would create but, a social like, distance, you know, like a six-foot rule just to get the hundred grand. Yeah, but you're not someone who leads with sex. You have a personality. You're intelligent. These people lead with sex. Like literally all they think about is sex. So it's basically if I told you that, you know, for a month you can't brush your teeth. You know what I mean? Yeah. You would be just dying to brush your teeth. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, I'm going to watch it this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. What are other what other things are you consuming are you a reader are you reading some books yeah so I'm actually reading a very intellectual book which is Jessica Simpson's Great. autobiography <laughs> I hear it's really good Wait, I've actually heard it's really good I heard it's really good <laughs> yeah like I'm a very you know intellectual person um but I'm not reading it I'm audio I'm doing like when I go on walks I do like the audiobook thing um because I'm very millennial and my attention span is all over the place so I can't I can no longer just sit sit and read a book um are you guys reading I want to know some of your reading recommendations I have decided for whatever reason to read Anna Karenina by Tolstoy right now so Mm -hmm. I am plugging away at that and I am debating my choices in life for this situation. Um, But interesting enough, it's the second Russian historical literature book I've read this year, which is kind of interesting. But yeah, that's the book that I'm reading. Scout is our resident scholar. (laughs) I studied literature in college. That was my major. I studied literature in college. Okay. Um, Stop making fun we- of your sister. Yeah. Yeah. You hear that, Mads? <laughs> Thanks, you hear that? Mom. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> um, um, I actually just started a new book that I want to highly, highly recommend. So I've been on a reading um, a, a streak of really, really bad books. And I also have a sickness where I cannot stop reading the book. Like I can't just abandon it because I get anxiety and I feel bad. Um, But I started this new book yesterday called Before We Were Strangers. Lauren Elizabeth recommended it to me. And it is, ladies, it is it. It is it. What's it about? It is so steamy. It's like kind of, I think, it might be like softcore porn, but but it's. <laughs> are you having know. enough sex during quarantine, Maddie? Like, Liter- are you okay? literally zero? Literally zero. <laughs> um, so there's that. No, but it's um, it's it's a love story. It's about these two people that you know have their first love in college, and then they they reunite later on in life. It's pretty a pretty standard story, but it's actually really engrossing. And I I was. I was reading it last night and I, I literally could not stop until one in the morning, which 
never happens to me. Like that hasn't happened to me with a book in so long. So I was so stoked that I finally found something that was so gripping enough that was a page turner for me. So um, I highly recommend it. Very good. You know, it's still, still very like light reading. It's not, you know, Anna Karenina, you know, so you're not going to kill your brain, but it's a nice entertainment story during these times. I might have to get this book, you know, fun fact, you know, I know I'm very shallow and I'm very, you know, stupid and pop culture obsessed, but I actually read Anna Karenina when I was 12 because I used to be actually a fucking nerd. Dana, I have never doubted your intellect. I know that you are one of the smartest girls out there for sure. And eating, eating. Are you joking? Thank you. Oh my gosh. That is the most validation I've got this entire quarantine. (laughs) All you have to do is call me. I will give you the validation all day long. I feel so special now. Okay, let's keep going. I'm feeling good now. Oh, I was just going to say reading Anna Karenina at 12 is fucking amazing. That's crazy. Yeah, we were supposed to do like a book presentation in front of the whole class. And we had to go with the physical book. And I literally show up with Anna Karenina. And my teacher was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's like 800 pages or more. I don't even know. I'm I'm honestly, I don't know why. It's bigger than you, Deanna. It was bigger than me at the time, for sure. Yeah, it was bigger than me at the time for sure. Um, I was a bit of an overachiever when I was younger. I was like a piano prodigy at the age of two. And I ended up like I was very not the way I am today. I feel like I make myself dumber now. Deanna, I played classical music for nine years. I always knew we were so similar. Wait till I get my second Pomeranian. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Then that's, that's when it's all happening for us. 100%. I want to hear some of your thoughts on some pop culture moments because we actually, you know, it's been a little dry in the pop culture sphere over the past. Are you years. fucking joking? There's so many no. pregnancies. No. Oh my okay. gosh, Gigi Hadid is pregnant. Deanna, you didn't fit it. Let me finish. <laughs> okay, fine, 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 fine. <laughs> I was saying that it's been for the since quarantine, it's been like a little dry in terms of, you know, celebrity news, but. Yesterday, we got a gem of news that Gigi Hadid is pregnant with Zayn's baby. Now, I want to hear your thoughts. Okay, so actually, I thought it was a lie, but then Yolanda just confirmed today that she's so excited to be a grandma. Yeah, so it's been confirmed now that she is pregnant. Um, But what I will say about this is I follow all these other like pop culture accounts that no one really knows about and there are rumors that Gigi and Zayn are having a lot of problems and Gigi ran out of money and that's the reason why she kind of got knocked up but I don't believe it these are just some of the stuff I'm reading I just think that you know she's like I'm a model I want to have a long career this is the only time where my stretch marks are not gonna you know stay for that long because my skin still regenerates itself so now's the time to have a baby. And um, Kristen Cavallari divorced her husband. Mm-hmm. I think that she and him just got married when they were young. They were hot. He was, you know, an athlete. She was a reality star. All good, all great. But then when you start, you know, growing all together, you realize the foundation of a relationship can't be those things. Those are my personal thoughts. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Um, yeah, so I, I haven't been as involved with the Kristen Cavallari thing, but, but they have a TV show together. So what is the premise? I guess it's it's more so about her. She said that he had 
miscon uh, uh, marriage misconduct or something. I don't know what the thing is. They just said that it was a loving decision. I don't buy it. Um, what do you think about Gigi Hadid and Zayn? I think that she just fucked Tyler C. Ooh, <gasps> I forgot about you that. Tyler C's baby? No, no, she's saying that it's literally two seconds after she dated Tyler C. Oh, yeah, like way too, way too, like, so to have a baby is a very large decision. It's not just like I fucked some people and now I'm back with my ex and I'm just like getting pregnant. That Like they got pregnant immediately after she was with, like she probably had one period after Tyler C got back with Zayn. I mean, I just think she's so young, but she's not that young, but she just seems really young to me. I don't know. Yeah, but. But Scout, not everyone is like a nice little Jewish girl like us who wants to get married and then have the baby. Like yeah. celebrities, you know, just have babies but because they know that marriage is not a viable thing for them. Yeah, and they have like nannies that can, they don't need to stop their career. They can have like 24-7 care. Yeah, I feel like I, I would go the traditional route because, you know, I'm more traditional, but I don't know. I she did just date Tyler C, which also Maddie, you were saying that all the news were kind of stale, but there there has been so much bachelor drama this entire quarantine. Yeah, I mean, what's her name? Victoria? Is that Chris Soul's house? Wait, mm. what? Have you not seen this? Okay, so this is what happened. Victoria F. Victoria F had a photo and it looked very similar to like a FaceTime photo that Chris said. So crazy stalker people were like, is Victoria with in Iowa with Chris Souls? And then she posted a photo and her caption was like, love in Iowa or something like that in like a farmhouse or something. And so I'm pretty sure she's literally with Chris Souls. him. Yeah. I, I read about that too. Sorry, I, I, I didn't, um, I couldn't hear properly. I read about that too. You know, she went from a country star to going on The Bachelor to going to like a reci- like recycling a bachelor. What do you expect? It's Victoria F. Yeah, but I was just like, wow. I mean, Crystal's to me is so bleh. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't watching at the time, so it's hard for me. But um, also all this, well, obviously Peter and Kelly and then um, right. Nick Vial. Yeah, yeah, okay. So Peter, though, left left Chicago, right? He's or is he still quarantining with her? I thought he had, I thought he's gone. I think he left. Yeah, yeah. So also Hannah B left Tyler C. I just don't understand how are people leaving and coming and going during quarantine? You need to stay put. No, people are leaving. Like some people are still traveling because I guess they need to get back to where they are and stuff like you you can still travel within the u.s yeah yeah wait what's going on anyways but um yeah so nick vial went on his podcast and essentially called out maddie p um i love that you know this without even me saying anything but this was so (laughs) like i have so much more respect for nick vial when i started listening to his podcast yeah, no. When I started listening to his podcast and looking at his Instagram, I was like, this guy thinks he's God, God's gift. And I was just not down. And I thought he was so arrogant. And I'm like, yeah, but there's like substance to back it up. So now I'm okay with his arrogance. So what did he, he say about Maddie? He is, he is very eloquent and such keen observations and opinions about things that are so well thought out. I really do have a lot of respect for him. So what he said was um, essentially she's been like trashing Peter and saying that like 
Peter reached out to her before he went to Kelly for quarantine and blah, blah, blah. And Nick was like, you are literally like, I've talked to producers and they've, they've confirmed that you are a liar. And they apparently used someone else's house. They rented someone else, a famous person's house to portray it as their house during hometowns because they want, like the Pruitt family wanted to look more established or prestigious or what have you and um with the whole and then he kind of referenced back that whole thing of her having her own uh instagram fan accounts and yada yada so he just kind of like listed out all these things and trash and not trashed her but just was like yo girl like you're not you're not in the right headspace and you're obviously lying so like just chill out so what he said was you know the entire season she was going around, you know, preaching about, you know, her faith and her religion and how, you know, being a a person of faith is so important to her and it's the most important thing to her. But like the one, one of the number one rules in most religion is to like not lie. And all she's done since the beginning is lie. And I think that, you know, there's a reason why Peter's mom was so against her. There's so many people that have so many negative things to say about her. And I kind of agree with Nick and he was like, you can't be someone who's so into faith and religion, but then go around and lie and be so dishonest, you know, kind of agree with him. Yeah. She's also been, you know, just like her TikTok presence, her, it just all seems a little too convenient. And this like newfound relationship best friend relationship with selena gomez like what like she was obviously in it for the fame and she made it seem during the season at least and during her conversations that that was not her intent and you know she was so religious and she was probably going to just move back home and like live this pipe like this very sacred life i guess but that's really not the case you know everything about her just feels very dishonest and i think that I I posted an Instagram story about it with the exact quote that Nick said, but I think he made a very good point. I also think that Nick Vial gives an epic Bachelor interview. He asks all the right questions. I listened to so many of the interviews, that the one he did with Hannah Ann. I didn't listen to all his podcast episodes, but I did listen to that one. And the questions that he asked her, you know, she was was giving such juicy info. That was during quarantine as well, that Peter was in a group chat with her and both families and he never once brought it up to their attention that his mind was not there and that his heart was not in this relationship and there's just so much bachelor drama and maddie is cancelled in my books um i just think she is so annoying there's nothing to her she is so basic she has no fashion doesn't know how to apply mascara has nothing intelligent to say on instagram nothing for us to aspire to except for basketball lame basketball tiktok (laughs) videos that i have no interest in and i just can't get behind her i'm really sorry i have to do more digging into this because i thought she was such an angel Mm, there's there's been stuff that come up but no i'm just like ugh. i'm so are you are you watching listen to your heart no I can't, I don't get access from Europe and I feel like literally I, I feel deprived from like my calling in life, which is watching these shows and it's just terrible. How is it? How is it? I'm not going to watch it. No, I, I'm not. Uh, no, I'm not watching it. And why? Because uh, it looks it just awful. seems so thirsty. Like ABC and The Bachelor, like 
just trying too hard, no? I, so my friends who I watched The Bachelor with told me that they thought it was going to be bullshit and they started watching and they actually really enjoyed it. Huh. Okay, well, let me I don't do know if that. I trust them. Let me do the, the other one that you were talking about, hot, whatever. Oh, let me. Damn. Yeah, let me do that one first. Let me get through that. Okay. And then, oh, Deanna, we now, well, I kind of stopped, but Mads finished Vanderpump Rules and I'm on season two of Vanderpump Rules. Oh, uh, Fine. Okay. You made me watch The Bachelor. I made you watch Vanderpump Rules. You know, we are clearly each other reality TV soulmates. Um, I'm so glad that you guys are both watching now. What are your thoughts? I need to know all of your thoughts. So I, okay. So I have a lot of thoughts on the current season and I don't know if it was just because I binged it and I was just like really inundated with all of the content and their storylines. And I, I really got a good sense of the arc of the show. And then this past, this current season just feels like kind of off. And I think I've been listening to a lot of podcasts who have recapped the show and I just, I, I just feel as though the magic is gone. Like I, I get they have to bring in new people. Like the old cast has run its course. They're all so famous. It's so unrealistic that they actually fucking work at Sir. There's no way. Like they're not fooling us. And so, you know, bringing in the new people, I get it. They have to, they're going to, you know, have to do, do a new cast. But I just, I miss like the just in absolute insanity of these people yeah. and they've just they've grown up a little they're all in huge mansions they're all millionaires they have brand deals like it's just not the same but i still obviously love lala she is the crown jewel of the show um although she's sober but it doesn't matter because even with soberness she is still completely lala and i love stassi can't get enough. I haven't watched this past uh, week when she gets proposed to, but I'm so, so stoked about that because um, I love Bo. Like, he is my type. Like, I am. Yes. Amen Ooh. to him. Yeah. Oh, really? That's oh, my, my God. I think, yeah. I think he is so precious. I like I like boys like that, like hipster, like nerds. Like, I just love it. So, um, and then we, we don't like Katie. We don't like Kristen. Don't like Sandoval. Love Schwartz. Not this past couple episodes but love him in in general um uh sheena's a no for me dog even though i know you know her which i kind of want to know the tea on her yeah so it's so funny because i love hearing people's opinions that are not kind of like i'm not friends with the cast or anything i'm not going to go as far as say that but you know i i i i i'm there like i've been around quite a quite a, a lot and like last season I was kind of there for some of the tapings and I've like been around these people and some of their friends and their acquaintances. And so I see a bit more, like I don't know all the cast members personally, but I see a little bit more of an insider aspect of what's going on than you do. So very, very funny for me because um, I actually think that's a very popular opinion. People are not liking the season. It is very stale. Um, four episodes for a wedding is unheard of in reality TV. We did not need to see four episodes of Jax and Britney's wedding at all, especially because Jax is someone that rose to fame and was glorified for being a fuckboy. So glorifying his wedding for four episodes is completely off brand for the show. Um, and although we are all happy for him and it's great for them and whatnot, but I cannot get behind Lala. I cannot. 
I think that this season she has no storyline and all she does is inject herself in other people's drama and not doing so in a very nice way. So don't like Lala this season. Doesn't do it for me. But she brought us Rand, which like, I'm so happy. he's. We barely see anything of him and we don't get to see the 50 cent drama on the show. To me, that's just a waste of a new cast member, to be honest. Like, you get put into this show when you have something to bring to the table. And I love that they take all the cast members on their PJs and all that stuff, but it doesn't bring anything to the table. So not for me. Lala's a no for me. Um, Sheena comes across very annoying on the show and gets the worst edit, which a lot of people are aware of now. So mm-hmm. Sheena off camera is actually, you know, loves boys, loves attention. That's, that's still the truth, the truth, but isn't it for everyone who's single and especially when they're surrounded by people who are in a relationship, but Sheena's actually the most fun, like juvenile, you know, when you, when you see Stassi and Bo out, you know, they're at Tom Tom at the restaurant, sitting down with Lisa Vanderpump. Sheena is at the bar having drinks with like people and like talking to fans and being cool and mm-hmm. embracing new people. Um, she's a bit more open-minded and loves to have a good time and loves to have fun, um, which I think is a side of her that we don't actually see on the show. We see someone who's always, you know, cra- craving a relationship and we don't actually see Sheena having fun with her girlfriends and doing hilarious things, which she does in real life. Um, I'm actually good friends with, I'm actually very close friends with Dana and I'm friends with Danica as oh. well. Yeah. What? Wait, I love Dana. Oh, Dana, you need to have Dana on the podcast, my friend. Yes, I would love that. She'll, Can you she'll look us do up? it. She, yeah, she's so nice. Um, oh I God. love Dana, and it's very hard for me because I knew her before the show, so it's hard for me to look at her with a neutral eye, but I just think she's one of the smartest people that has ever been on Vanderpump Rules, and so I'm grateful for that. And I just think that the reason why you're not into the new cast is because we're mm. not seeing enough of Danica. Had you seen more of Danica's actual life and actual relationship drama, you would have gotten all the feels from Vanderpump Rules in the beginning seasons. Yeah, I think they need to, I think they're just trying to ease out the old cast and do like half half. So there's probably not a lot of like, uh, coverage on the new people as much as we would like, but I think it's going to fully transition to all the new people. So I need, yeah, I need some more Danica. I need, I love Dana. I love her so much. Yeah, she's great. Um, yeah. Love Dana. So yeah. I can come back into the conversation because I didn't, I only know. Yeah, sorry, Scout. That's okay. I only know very little since I'm like in the middle of season two, but um yeah, it is quite the show, that's for sure. I don't know. I hope the fashion changes by the current season, but that's my only It doesn't know. really. It doesn't. The fashion is bad, yeah. <laughs> so bad. Got it. I, I thought that too. I was like, I was watching the fashion and I was like, I feel like it'll, you know, it's this is like early like two thousands, whatever, but then I looked on looked them up on Instagram, they look the exact same. Like yeah. it doesn't it doesn't get better. The only thing that, you know, they start, you know, doing more Botox and all that stuff and they're a bit more put together in that sense, if I may, but the fashion is literally still the same. Good to know. Good to know. Okay. This was so incredible. Thank you for coming on, especially all the way from Switzerland. 
Thank you so much for having me. I don't know if I gave you guys the good stuff, but I hope oh I, God, I came did. through. Oh my God, you always come through. Um, yeah, anytime you come on, you give us the good stuff. Oh, thanks. Anytime I look at any of you, like your feeds, your TikToks, your Instagram, you know, I'm not really like a serial like commenter and liker, but I always just, I love you guys. I don't Aww. know what else if I can tell you. Aww. We love you. Um, okay, tell everyone where they can find you, your podcast, everything. Thank you. So you can find me on Instagram at Deanna Espier. That's D-I-A-N-A-E-S-P-I-R. And then on the You Can't Sit With Me podcast, I interview all reality TV people and recap all your favorite shows. Actually, you guys, when you finally watch Too Hot to Handle, I want you guys to come and recap it with me on the podcast. Okay, down. <gasps> Let's do that. Lovely. Okay, I'll, do that. I'll watch this weekend. Perfect. I love you guys so much and I miss you. I cry of laughter every time I see Maddie on TikTok <laughs> and I'm very inspired by your new podcast, Gals, and Aww, you guys you. keep just doing your thing. We love Aww, you. We love you too. All right, bye, bye, bye sisters. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalgleish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together.